What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, as promised, this is the 
Ultimate Epic two-part rock and rank special dedicated to the mighty Anthrax, one of my favorite bands of all time, not just in heavy metal, but of all time. And yeah, definitely uh, easily one of the best metal bands ever, if not my favorite metal band ever. I'm just going to go out there and say it, yeah, because I haven't done a special for any other metal band specifically to do the entire catalog at this point in all the years of Rock Strikes 10. So yeah, I, I guess that makes them my favorite metal band. Has to be. So longtime friends of the show know, I think I think the only other time I've done a big catalog rock and rank special was for Kiss, and rightfully so. So I decided to do one here for Anthrax, once again, because I'm a huge fan. That you know includes the whole rock and rank system that I uh, stole most of the point ranking system from the Rock and Roll Geek Show. Thanks, Michael. And with permission... So, uh, Anthrax, I was originally going to do a one-part episode because Anthrax actually has 11 studio albums, but uh, initially I was like, well, I'm not really a big fan of one of those albums, so I might as well just do uh, Ultimate Top 10. But when I thought about it for a while, I was like, you know what, I, you know, I'd like to know what I really think about the album that I apparently don't like. And if you're familiar with the show at all, you know I like to do the odds and ends as well. And almost no band has better odds and ends in their collection or a massive amount of odds and ends in their collection like Anthrax does. So I figured, hell, let's focus on all 11 studio albums and sprinkle in some odds and ends frosting on top of everything else to make it a big, nice, epic two-parter befitting of the greatness that is Anthrax. We did kick off that episode with a song from my 11th, and I guess ultimately last place album in the ranking, coming in at 56 points out of 100, the Fistful of Metal album, their debut album. Now, you know, a lot of bands, people say, especially a lot of classic bands, are like, oh, the first album is the best album. Not in the case of Anthrax. I think they would tell you the same thing. Uh, the entire execution of the album was, you know, not that great, you know. The cover's really bad, you know, even though it kind of works on a 80s, dumb, stupid metal level, uh, you know. And Neil Turbin, the original singer, just a little bit too, you know, whaley. And I say that as a Joey Belladonna fan, but it's a different kind of vocal when you really break it down, and I did. Uh, so, yeah, just Neil Turbin did not work as the singer for Anthrax. And even some of the really good songs on that album such as Panic and the song you heard, Metal Thrashing Mad, right there. Uh, just didn't work in the hands or throat of Neil. So by that definition, and just by my overall recent revisit and enjoyment of the album, I couldn't rank it any higher than last place with 56 out of 100 points. But that is probably the best song on the album right there, Metal Thrashing Mad, an Anthrax classic, which I think they still play here and there to this day. But uh, yeah, one they would definitely revisit a lot live with Joey Belladonna as their vocalist. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's not terrible, it's just not great. So, yeah. And I will say, there's a big, huge uh, gap we're about to jump at some point. Before we get to the number 10 ranked album here of the Anthrax catalog, I figured I'd throw in the first odd and end. It's kind of fitting because I just talked about how, you know, Neil Turbin was in the band. Once he was out of the band, they brought in the great Joey Belladonna to be their lead vocalist. And as a nice little ease-in, little handshake, welcoming Joey to the band, they put out the Armed and Dangerous EP, which featured some new studio recordings and a couple of like live in-studio performances and a bonus cover and things such as that. Armed and Dangerous is a really fun release, and since it's an EP, you know, I can't put it in the official rock and rank here, but I can put it in the odds and ends. So here's your nice ease-in to welcome Joey to the fold right here. From the Armed and Dangerous EP, this is... Raise hell. 
All right, there you go. Raise Hell from Anthrax off of the Arms and Dangerous EP. So here's a little behind the scenes for you. So those first two tracks that I've now played on this episode, uh, I got from the same actual CD release. So around the early 2000s, there was a reissue on CD where it was like a two-for-one deal with Fistful of Metal and the Armed and Dangerous EP on the same CD. And it was advertised as remastered and blah, blah, blah. So when I got it, I was like, man, this thing is so damn quiet. So in a sense, it's kind of a rip-off release that I got. And I hadn't had Fistful of Metal on CD yet, so, you know, as a completist, I needed to get it anyway. But I was disappointed with the overall sound quality. There was no attempt at all to beef up the sound or anything to make it sound good whatsoever. So that's actually any enjoyment you might have gotten out of that sonically was through me right here, pointing at me. Uh, I had to, like, flip the volume up a lot on that on the overall mix, and I turned the bass up a little bit in the mix because my editing software actually has that function. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed those at least in some sense. And the reason I included Race Hell from Armed and Dangerous as the representative for the Odds and Ends, not that it's the best song on there. You know, it's an all right song, but, you know, and there there's a cover of God Save the Queen on there, the Sex Pistols song, and there's a couple of re-recordings from the Fistful of Metal album. But I figured since that one is exclusively a new song for that EP, I figured that was a good one to include here. Maybe it's something you haven't heard yet, because they definitely didn't include it on anything that Joey put out after the fact. So there you go. As luck would have it, coincidence and as ranking determines and my just positioning of the tracks here, we're going to get to the number 10 album here. Uh, you're now going to be introduced to the third major principal player here. And that's being pretty respectful to Neil right there. But John Bush is the singer that came in around 92 and replaced Joey Belladonna. And, uh, you know, basically just by default, it kind of started a new era for the band. And, you know, they did really well initially. Sound of White Noise sold a lot of records, but the follow-up album to that, Stomp 442, as you might be able to guess right now, is going to come in here at number 10. Uh, Stomp 442, uh, sonically it's really good, it's produced pretty well. There's only like four songs I gave an actual full point to, and, and I was probably being nice, and probably being a little bit too much of a fanboy right there, but it comes in at 59 points out of 100, not too far off from Fistful of Metal score. So there you have it. Stomp 442 comes in at the number 10 album here on the Rock and Rank special for Anthrax. And this is definitely an obvious song from the album, but I think it's one of their perfect songs. It's just a great, full, high-octane kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure Metallica ripped this one off a few years later. So here you go. To represent the Stomp 442 record, this is Fueled. Turn it up.
Coming in at number 10 on the Anthrax Rock and Rank special, that was the Stomp 442 record and the song Fueled right there. And by this point in the band's history, Dan Spitz has left the band. Now, this is going to be hard to do like a chronological time history because we're kind of going to go a little bit all over the place timeline-wise, but it was weird just to even see Anthrax in magazines as a four-piece that doesn't look right for some reason. And I know Paul Crook was playing a lot of the lead guitar on there and was definitely in their touring lineup for at least two or three tours somewhere around there. Uh, but yeah, Stomp 442 is just pretty directionless and everything. I will say, uh, as a hardcore fan and as a completist, the Stomp 442 remaster is not so much of a ripoff because the songs they include as the bonus tracks on the remastered CD are really fun. There's a cover of Celtic Frost, Dethroned Emperor, and a fun cover of Husker Du's Celebrated Summer, which is excellent. That's kind of the track that really nudged me into becoming a bigger Husker Du fan, and I thank them for it. I think Anthrax for a lot of the influence that I have in music. And of course, yet another Kiss cover, they do Watching You on that remaster as well. So, worth picking up for that reason, if you can find it for a reasonable price. There was actually another two covers done during that time period. So they just, you know, recorded a whole bunch of these covers during Stomp 442. And they're not on the remaster for some reason. I guess maybe it was a time thing. You know, as a big, huge fan... I managed to obtain a handful of the import singles and things such as that. So one of the covers was uh, them doing The Police Is No Time This Time, which they're such music nerds, and I love them for it. That's one of those extra X factors that makes the band so good. They even had Frank Bello, their bass player, do the vocals on The Police song, since, you know, Sting's a bass player and he sings. So that was a lot of fun. But I decided to include this one from those sessions, another one that you had to get on an import single. I think it's actually also on the Japanese version of Stomp 442, but since uh, that wasn't anything that I have, had to get this track off of an import single as well. So here you go. Here's Anthrax doing a metal classic right here, Iron Maiden's Remember Tomorrow. Yes, 
there you go. Iron Maiden's Remember Tomorrow, brilliantly and faithfully covered right there by Anthrax. You can find that on the Nothing Import single for the single Nothing right there. A decent song as well. Yeah, you know, I was really looking through all this stuff. Anthrax did like almost a whole other album's worth of material, mostly covers, but some soundtrack songs and things such as that. There was a another song called Grunt and Click that wasn't on the album, a little bit better than what's on the rest of the album. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a shame that Stomp 442 didn't have more direction on it. But that all being said, we're moving up to number nine right here, and we're jumping a big chasm here in quality and points. So pretty much from here on out, I would recommend every one of these records, these top nine records here, and the official Rock Strikes 10 Rocket Rank for Anthrax. You know, I can't not recommend This might be your favorite Anthrax record right here at number nine, but I don't want you to think that your opinion is wrong. I mean, of course, all of this is subjective. But obviously, I'm a big fan of this record, despite the fact that it comes in at number nine. So once again, we're jumping a huge, huge gap in quality and points. If this is your favorite Anthrax album, great. You know, I, I like it a lot, too. So there you go. Coming in at number nine is 1988's State of Euphoria. You know, there's just a handful of songs on there that are just okay. But, the you know, the parts that are really strong are really strong. You know, the production could have been better. I mean, all 80s, quote-unquote, thrash albums could all stand to be a little bit better in production. There's just that weird thin thing that they all did. And it's kind of annoying. Not a lot of bass in it, but oh well. Uh, but still an enjoyable record. And yeah, I still listen to it here and there to this day. Gonna play this one right here. I guess this was considered a single. There was definitely a video for it, so I guess that counts. <laughs> so here you go. A little bit of social commentary here. This is Who Cares Wins. <laughs>
Okay, that was Who Cares Wins from State of Euphoria from Anthrax right there and from 1988. Hope you enjoyed that. Moving all the way to number eight and going way, way further ahead in time to their most recent outing, For All Kings, which came in with 87 points. I really like For All Kings. I don't think it was as strong as the previous album that came out before that. But it's really, really damn good. It's got some huge peaks in there. Uh, songs like Breathing Lightning and, and things such as that, man. I, I really enjoy a lot of this record. Uh, you know, this one right here. I keep meaning to play this song on the show. I don't think I have yet. This is definitely one of their best songs probably ever. Uh, so yeah, a big recommendation to get For All Kings right here. And uh, this song will definitely entice you. This is Blood Eagle Wings. <laughs>
Uh, nice epic right there, almost midway through the show. That was Blood Eagle Wings from the 4L Kings record, of course, from Anthrax. Almost an eight-minute epic right there. Uh, so, but but I love it. I think that's definitely that's like the centerpiece of the record right there. So I kind of spoiled the album, I guess, in a sense. If you haven't heard it yet, but you definitely should listen to that record, buy it, support it, things such as that. And not for nothing, but the packaging on the vinyl is amazing. So, all right, so you you set through an epic here, which once again I hope you enjoyed. So I'm going to reward you here with another great odd and end. And as Anthrax likes to do, and they do so well, they did another handful of covers in the For All Kings session which uh, was definitely well spotlighted by a crazy record store day release where they put out a 7-inch box set of like, you know, 10 7-inches or something like that. It was real crazy. It's like alternate and demo versions of some of these songs with some of the original versions, and they did a, uh, you know, two covers on there that they added to it. And I was actually going to play their version of Carry On Wayward Son, you know, the Kansas classic. I was going to play that on here. But once I really listened to both covers, and not that there's anything wrong with the Carry On Wayward Sun cover, uh, it is a song you probably hear every day on classic rock radio if that's your thing. Uh, but, you know, you know, it's like as note perfect and as great as that cover is, I think I'm going to go with the other cover from the release right here, just because it's one of those things that might surprise some people that they would cover this band or be a fan of this band. Nothing that they do surprises me. I was just happy to see that they would do something like this and still have the balls to kind of you know, hang their hat on this stuff too. Uh, no different than what they've been doing their entire career. They were the first metal band to, you know, experiment with rap and hip hop and, you know, covering things like Husker Du. And, you know, it's like, I love them. And, you know, they just are on point. They just have it. They, they get it. So all gushing aside, here's one you may not have expected to hear when you woke up this morning. Here is Anthrax covering the White Stripes and the song Black Math. <laughs>
Yeah, another thing I love about that cover right there is it's obviously a White Stripes song by the arrangement, and they don't stray anywhere away from the original arrangement at all, but it's still got that anthrax thing in it, and I don't know how they do that. They just do it, and I think it's great, so there you go. All right, getting over here to the next one right here. This will probably add maybe uh, some wanted controversy to my overall list. This is an album that probably makes a lot of fans and critics number one, but it is merely my number seven. And by merely, I mean it came in at 89 points. Sorry, you know, it's a great record. It was definitely their breakthrough in the sense that they were finally getting some overtly decent MTV play. Like that being said, they were being played on Headbangers Ball like double the amount of times versus what happened in the previous album. And they've even done a recent tour where they played this entire album top to bottom. I don't know why I'm trying to like defend myself by making this choice, but 89 points is really damn good. That's practically law. Uh, no pun intended. Maybe a little bit of pun intended. Uh, but yeah. Let's just say it's Among the Living. Yes, the beloved Among the Living record. And, you know, I love it. Hey, you know, there's not a whole lot of bad about it, but it only wound up as my number seven. So hopefully it'll intrigue you to see where I position the rest of these albums. And this is all legit. This is all on the level. This is my taste. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the more obvious songs that I'm going to be playing through this two-parter right here. But I couldn't not include this one because this was like the first Anthrax video I ever saw. And it's a killer performance clip. It's one of the best. And I, I just dig the song. And I, I had a great moment with this song. Because I actually, I'll, I'll brag a little bit as a fan. I guess this is bragging. I saw one of the very few Dan Nelson-led Anthrax shows. Which, if you don't know the story, around the late 2000s, Anthrax had done a small reunion run with Joey Belladonna. They put out the anthrology, double-disc best of. It's like a double-disc anthology for the Joey Belladonna stuff. They put out the Alive 2 live album, which was a full live show with Joey. And, you know, like I said, they did a few shows. A DVD came out. Everybody played nice and everything. And even Dan Spitz came back. So it, it was really weird to see it. And I was very confused about it because I was such a fan of what they had been doing up until that point. So I didn't really know what to think of it. I wasn't really ready for this reunion. I was just wanting them to do another album with John. So I was kind of a confused fan at this point. But what happened is, I guess they had tried to go back into the studio with Joey and Dan to do a record, and it didn't really happen. And I guess at the time, they called John Bush to come back to the band. And from what I understand, and I think I read this in an interview that John did, but he was getting some good voiceover work. He even did the voiceovers and singing for some of the Burger King ads. So he was actually doing pretty well. And I think he was just about to have a kid or something like that, or he had just had a kid. And so he turned him down. And so they went out and got a, an entirely new, basically unknown singer, uh, this guy named Dan Nelson. And I saw them play at Rocklahoma 2009. Uh, there was a metal night for Rocklahoma. Usually at this point, especially they were doing more, you know, pop metal. But they did a whole metal day. And Anthrax was the big headliner that night. And, you know, I saw them. I thought they were okay. Uh, Dan Nelson as a lead vocalist and frontman. Definitely more of like a Phil Anselmo type. You know, there's some energy there, but it's all like, you know, grousey and like, you know. So it, Anthrax is more of a fun band, you know, and I just didn't think he fit in. And apparently, personality-wise, he really didn't fit in. So they canned him. They even recorded an entire album with him, which wound up being the Worship Music album. 
And apparently they just, you know, they threw all of his vocals away, got Joey back in the band, everybody seemed to be very happy. But before all that, they played like, you know, at least half a dozen shows with Dan Nelson as their vocalist. And I said all that to say this, I saw that show with Dan Nelson, and they actually were playing, uh, for those of you who don't know, Rocklahoma, of course it's in Oklahoma, it's in like, uh, uh, like the middle of nowhere, it's called Pryor is the name of the city, and there's a lot of wide open spaces in Oklahoma, and there's a lot of Native American reservations out there. Opening up with this song, and I think you know where I'm going with this, it really just actually took on an extra special meaning right here. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. It's my favorite moment for that song, with the possible exception of seeing the video for the first time. But there you go. I, uh, I told you that whole huge story to say I'm going to play an obvious song right here. So here you go. Representing the Among the Living album, this is Indians.
All right, some Indians right there from Anthrax from Among the Living. Hope you enjoyed that. And once again, despite the fact that Among the Living ranked number seven here in this overall list, it's still got 89 points, and that's damn near lost. So you should definitely have Among the Living. It's it's a watershed album for heavy metal in general and thrash music especially. So there you go. Uh, moving on to 1990. Yes, uh, an album that turned 30 years old this year. Man, am I getting old. Uh, is the album Persistence of Time. Love this album. Uh, 1990 was such a banner year for this kind of music, despite the fact that the pop music charts were just vile this year. And I lived through it, trust me. It just, <laughs> most people look back on their childhood as everything's great. But I remember you know, my sister and my mom would play those top 40 stations in the car just going to the grocery store or taking me to school and it was the worst shit ever and i guess you know when things like that happen you know the slightly more underground movement tends to do better things and there it was a great year for alternative music and heavy metal music uh so yeah there's a lot of great stuff in 1990 just don't go looking too close to the pop charts for it and that's maybe like one of the years that really turned the tide for me as far as my taste and everything so I definitely uh, include Anthrax as one of the more important bands in my life for doing that. So, once again, I said this was the number six album in the rock and rank system right here. Coming in at an even 90 points for a pretty damn strong record. It's maybe not as fun, uh, quote-unquote, as some of the other Anthrax albums, because, you know, a lot of the themes are pretty heavy. Uh, but to give them a little bit of a pass here, they went through hell to make this record. They lost all their equipment in a studio fire, and it was just weird shit going on apparently with the band so yeah there you go but uh kind of another epic and i'm definitely going to play the track that precedes the main track here so if you had it on cassette which i did and i guess at some point here this really cool vinyl reissue that's about to come out uh kicking off the second half of the album uh was belly of the beast but right there there's an intro track called intro to reality and it really sets up the song so well so i could not include it I consider it to be one song, so there you go. You're counting it as one song because I am representing the Persistence of Time album. This is Intro to Reality with Belly of the Beast. We did as we were told. They just heard you offer the apology for all the monsters of our times. Is that correct?
Okay, all right. Yes, Belly of the Beast. Another great epic by Anthrax right there from the Persistence of Time record. There's some great songs in there. Of course, In My World, The Great Got the Time, one of the greatest covers probably ever. It's just a it's a cool record. Like I said, despite the fact that it's a little dark, I think it's got a ton of quality to it. Obviously, I thought so because I got in here at number six. I think it's just slightly better than Among the Living. So there you go. Controversy. All right. So... I was really kind of hoping to position Belly of the Beast to be the closer on the show here today, but there was no real good way for me to do that. So this is going to be kind of an encore after a really cool show right here. To close out part one, throwing in another really cool odd and end right here. I'm assuming most of you heard this if you're around my age, because everybody either heard or bought this compilation when it came out, because it was the thing. Uh, There wasn't anything that was cooler or more fun for like the span of a couple of years in the 90s the bee was a butthead and almost no time had passed it seemed before they had their own damn soundtrack where they would do bits between the albums and there were new original songs by bee was a butthead approved acts or probably the record labels approved acts to be fair but i'm sure there were some that were handpicked i would like to think that anthrax is one of them because they were on this really cool collection I remember reading the advanced you know promotional material in this for like metal edge and going holy crap Anthrax is going to do a Beastie Boys cover. Not only that, it's going to be from one of my favorite albums ever, ever, ever. So I was really jazzed about this. Uh, So yeah, you know what this is. Closing off the show here today, this is Anthrax doing their version of the Beastie Boys looking down the barrel of a gun.
closing off this part one of the ultimate rock and rank special for anthrax in fine fashion right there looking down the barrel of a gun the beastie boys song done very well there by anthrax and sorry i didn't put the skit on there if you want to hear the skit with anthrax interacting with beers and butthead you're gonna have to get the soundtrack so some things need to be left to you know going out and purchasing the thing all right Really hope you've enjoyed this part one here of the Ultimate Rock Strikes 10 Rock and Rank Special for Anthrax right here. Join me for part two, where we will dive headfirst into the top five of what I consider to be the top five Anthrax albums of all time. And of course, since there's a whole other show to go, we're going to have five really quality odds and ends. And I guarantee there will at least be one song on there that you've probably never heard or heard of. I don't know if anybody realizes this one odd and end that I'm going to play on part two even exists. So there's your teaser. Tune into part two. Until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs and the greatest damn outro song in the business. Take it away. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. We are on Twitter at rockstrikes 10 and the direct email is rockstrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. U.S. or APO boxes only. For now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, the Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl podcast, with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. <laughs>